Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and tricks and stories and a little bit about our life as a married couple working together in our business. Allison, how are you doing this week? I'm great this week. It was my birthday the other day. I'm a whole year older. You, But you look five years younger. We went to a restaurant the other night and... Uh, the waitress, she was very nice. She told me that I looked like I was in my late 20s, early 30s. And I said, oh, that's a great way to get a big tip. <laughs> that, you know, you know you're, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to tell them somebody they never look their age, even though they may actually look their age. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've become more comfortable with myself in the last few years. I'm not worried about but it. But you had a good birthday, though. I had a very good birthday. Thank you. You had a nice birthday. That's that's what's important. So this week, Allison, we're, we're going to talk about navigating stressful times and, and in relation to not only as business owners uh, working together as a married couple, but, you know, with your employees and everything else, right? Yeah, I feel like in the spring, for us at least, we were kind of cranking along. Our systems were working. People were doing good. And then I feel like it just kind of crashed and we had some personnel and system failures and it just the stress level just got a little higher. Yeah. And and I think, you know, the hard thing as a, as a business owner is a lot of times when you are stressed out or worked up about something or times are tough, you don't necessarily seek out any help because you're so stressed out and there's so much going on. Yeah. I think that something like a third of all business owners say that they're, uh, they're too busy to even think about mental health and supporting mental health even though they really should. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think about it all the time. Like, there, you know, there are probably plenty of business owners out there that have, a, especially, I mean, for those business owners that are by themselves, I mean, I think some ways we're lucky because when we're stressed out, we can bounce things off of each other. Sometimes if you're a business owner by yourself and super stressed out or times are tough or whatever, like, you need to go out and seek that help and find somebody to talk to to help you through all of that stuff. Right, working with your spouse is a double-edged short sword sometimes because you have that person to rely on, but then you can never get away from it. Well, and I, yeah, and I, I think that's kind of what we're going through right now is, you know, things are stressful at work. We're super busy. We're correcting some personnel issues that we've had for the past, you know, few months. And all of those things stress us both out in different ways. Right. Like, and I feel it's hard because, Sometimes you want to talk to your spouse about what's bothering you and what's upsetting you. I find sometimes we don't do that because we don't want to get the other person worked up. Right. Well, the other day was an example where we had some stressors at work and it was my birthday. And we also had personal stressors with COVID and some family things that we're trying to help my aunt out with. And so like you didn't want to on my birthday add me add one more work stress to my plate, which right. was very considerate of you. I think the the thing is is that sometimes when you and I when there's a stressor and when there's something comes, if it's an email, if it's a phone call or whatever and I want to talk it out with uh, uh, both of us. Sometimes we tend to get each other just more worked up than getting things sussed out. And I will fully admit that I am the worst of the two of us. Uh, no, I mean, I, your personality type, your disc profile kind of lends to it. And we know that. I think the the challenge is, is that, you know, something happens, we're frustrated about something and we do want to talk it out and work it out with each other. But it's sometimes it's just better for one of us just to deal with the problem. Yeah. How do we kind of... You know, where have we gotten, Allison, where we kind of 
try to meter that and figure out, okay, you know, and we're not always perfect, but sometimes we go, okay, this is a problem I don't need to take to Craig, or this is a problem I don't need to take to Allison. I don't know. I think we're still working through that. I think that I, I think that a lot of times it comes down to how much the other person has on their plate that day, or if they're even available. You know, if I'm have left the office to go pick the kids up to take them to OT or to something, you know, when something comes up, it doesn't behoove you to get me involved because I'm not there and I can't help. And all it's going to do is make me worse right. because I can't be there and I can't help. And I think sometimes we also try to do it by departments of our company as well. Right. Like there are certain things like the other day there was an issue and you were frustrated with our payroll company, but it didn't uh, as much as you might have used me as a sounding board and I, and you, com, you know, you complained or you, you know, said to me, here's the issue. You kind of handled it because you knew there was nothing. Yeah, there was, you know. there was nothing you could do besides just support me. So until it was as resolved as it could be for the moment, it didn't. I didn't even mention it to you. Well, and I think that's the other thing to think about, too, is sometimes as a spouse, when things are stressed out and that, you know, one or the other needs to get something off their chest or just talk about the issue out loud, you know, it's it's the job. Like, I try to sometimes make it the job of like, okay, I just need to listen and say, hey, is there anything I can do? Like, can I help you? You know, and not try to say, well, you should do this or you should do that or this or that, because I think that sometimes gets the other person just as stressed out or more stressed out. Right. And I'm bad about that. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I think, you know, it's one of those things that we talk about, though. It's like there are times where it's your business. It's your life. It's your husband and your wife. And you're emotionally tied to it. So it's hard not to make it emotional. Right. Um, so what are the, some of the things that you think cause stress for business owners? I think a lot of times, Allison, it's it's communication. It's either lack of communication or not having styles of communication. I, I feel like most of my stress comes from when I have told somebody to do something or I've asked for something or I've, you know, and then it's not done. And it's by one of my employees or by you or my kids, whatever it might be. There are times I'll say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then it's not done. And I get very stressed out about the fact that somehow I feel like I did not communicate clearly to that person what was supposed to be done. Yeah. And I think that sometimes for me, it's we have to look at it as a system failure or is it a personnel failure? And I feel like we've got really good systems and oftentimes it's a personnel failure to follow through with the systems and the communication. And then that gets me frustrated because I don't, at that point, what more can I do, right. you know, from my, from my end? And that gets me, that gets me so worked up because, you know, I see so much I see more potential in people than they see in themselves, and sometimes I have to just suck suck it up and be, realize, yeah, they're just never going to get to where I know they can be. Right. I, I'm, that's my high eye. Sometimes I'm just a little too optimistic that people can just do it and get it done, and because I can just do it and get it. I think something else that's, that kind of can be very stressful, or as a business owner, especially more more as a business owner than at home is just the lack of control of things. And I think sometimes, you know, in our industry, in the remodeling, the home remodeling industry, which is crazy right now, there are things that are outside of our control, supply chains and all this stuff. And so when you don't have that control, it makes things super stressful. Yeah, I think the last two years have really shined a light on that. I think people 
when clients think we should be able to have more control than we can have. I can't make China make more microchips. I can't make them make more parts and toilets faster than they actually can. Right. Um, and so I think that that can be very stressful. And, you know, in New England this summer, we either had extreme heat days or it was raining. So that impacts productivity immensely because our guys work outside. And it's great when you're sitting in your air-conditioned office to say they should work harder and they should work longer days. But you go out on a roof on a 102-day right. and see how fast you work. No, and it's absolutely true. And I think that it's sometimes, uh, you know, trying to communicate to people how the process works in, in in any industry, I'm sure it's a problem, you know, and I, we've seen it like we went out to a restaurant recently and there was a sign in the front of the restaurant, you know, and we I didn't even think about it. But, the, you know, usually where they have like the specials written out, the sign said, please be nice to our staff. They're doing their best. Yeah. And I just I, it boggles my mind that we have to remind people that because everybody is doing their best. And if you want people to be kind to you and see that you're trying to do your best you should also do that for other people. So I, for me, I feel like that's a huge stress right now because the lack of self-awareness of people around me is just out. Uh, I'm just baffled by it right now. So, Allison, we know what we 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 know or we we want to know what causes stress and how we how do we not let those work stresses, those things that happen every day, the thing that makes you frustrated, that email that you got, how do we not let that affect us at home and drag us down. I think that kind of just starting to recognize and be aware that even as as you get bigger you're going to have more of those. When you're small and you're handling everything yourself, you're going to be you'll have more control. You know, as you get a little bit bigger, unless you're physically, you know, you're dealing with fires and water and brain surgery, you know, in a lot of industries, it can wait. It doesn't have to be dealt with the minute you're dealing with it. And, you know, again, we've talked a lot about setting boundaries. We have work boundaries and we have home boundaries. And we have to do a really good job of following through on our own boundaries. I am terrible. We went for a hike the other day. And when we stopped for a break, I went to look at my phone and hit my work email. Well, why did I do that? It was a, it's a habit, right? Right. Um, we need to be self-aware to break those bad habits and the minute i did it i said oh no i did it and closed it but i'd already seen stuff right, right? like <laughs> and especially now with the phone and you get the email preview and i know there's ways to turn that off but you're absolutely like it's it's one of those things where i feel like you know for us it's been if you know this 20 year sort of journey that is still evolving on how to do that how to set boundaries and i mean it changed a lot when we had kids and we got really good cuz i think prior to having children we were like whatever we're working 24/7 and we were always checking our email and always you know on our computers at night or whatever doing work and i think when we had kids we definitely made a conscious effort to to change that and we try really hard with the kids and and i feel bad because there are days that the kids see it and that you know see how stressed we are if something's frustrating us and or we might even just snap at them and say hey dad's trying to read an email or you know mom's trying to do something i think it's it's really hard to make sure that you kind of insulate them a little bit you know you want them to understand reality but you also want to insulate them from the fact that your life is very stressful and, and hard at times you don't want it to hurt them right like my 10 year old does definitely doesn't want to grow up and i think you know all kids don't want to grow up everyone has that peter pan syndrome but i think i worry that sometimes he doesn't want to grow up because he sometimes sees 
us, and that doesn't look fun to him. Right. No, that's absolutely true. The getting to do fun stuff does look fun to him, though. But but setting those boundaries, you know, unplugging at the end of the day, I mean, we again, this is another one of those things to help mitigate my stress and my frustration. I think it was probably five, I say five, it's probably closer to 10 years ago. At some point, I made the decision that my phone was getting plugged in and I was going to stop looking at emails around 7 or 7.30 at night. I usually, between 7 or 7.30, I check it one more time to make sure, you know, there's nothing I need to deal with. And then from 7.30 on, I just don't look at emails. I don't look at my private email. I don't look at my personal email. I put my phone down. It's not near me. Uh, I plug it in in the office at the house here and I don't look at it until 6 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. I mean, I think those are good habits, you know. I think that you also need to recognize what is going well when you're stressed. And I think that that's something that we struggle with because we always want to fix and get better and improve things. And I think that sometimes we have to stop and say, um, yes, this one client or this one issue is making, is consuming our mental energy, but all these other things are going well. Um, And along with that, the progress that you are making you know, because we live in an instant gratification society. You know, sometimes we have to remind our team, we are making progress on these things that are stressing us out. We have identified what they are um, because that's the only way we can tackle them. And we're taking steps to make it better. Yeah. The stressful things are always, always, always louder than the good things. Oh, yeah. Always louder. And so you've got to be able to recognize that and say, well, I know this thing is huge over here and it's stressful, and but look at these five things over here that are going great that I don't have to deal with because they're perfect right now. Right. And it's not that you're ignoring the things that are stressful, but it's also recognizing that that's not the only thing that's happened. Right. Abs- absolutely, absolutely true. What else, Allison? Is there anything else? Um, I also think, you know, we've talked about this before. It's about reiterating your why. Why are you doing this? Why Why are we need to make the changes? And why are we doing it together as a spouse, as a company? You know, going back to the we want to address these things that are stressing us out because it will make the team happier, because it will make us more money, because it will... X, Y, Z, you know, sometimes stopping and talking about and communicating the why are we doing these? Why are we making progress? um, Will help you stay on track and not let it consume you. Yeah, absolutely. Understanding your why is, is just important across the board. So, and, and, and I think it also sometimes will, in those stressful times, kind of rejuvenate you. It reminds you, this is, why, this is why I own this company. This is why I'm with my wife. This is why we do this together. So I think that, you know, remembering that and going back to that will also help you through those stressful times. Yeah, I mean, because the stress can, you know, really lead to a state of physical and mental exhaustion. And it can interfere with your ability to successfully keep your commitments and keep moving forward. So... Well, you want to try and not let that happen so that you can get out of that stressful period. I love the se- the phrase, the season. You know, this is a season. This season is very stressful. We're going to f- move beyond it. Yeah. I mean, the last two weeks, I'll give you an example from my end. Like the last two weeks from a couple of personal things and with the kids and other, and, and other stuff and, and then a lot of work stuff, the last two weeks have been very stressful for us. And I have felt physically crappy the last two weeks. Like I have been tired. I don't feel, I'm not sleeping well, obviously. I don't feel good. Everything I eat just doesn't settle well with me. Like I just feel, I feel crappy. And so, you know, 
starting to understand and trying to back yourself off of that stress ledge will make you all of those things feel better. I mean, obviously like when you're stressed and they say, and you, you read everywhere, like they say this, like stress is like one of the biggest things that leads to heart attacks and health issues across the board. And so trying to fight through those and having a positive attitude about them. And I'm, and listen, I'm sitting here saying this and like, I'm thinking in my head as I'm saying it, I'm like, man, I need to listen to myself a little more, you know, right. We'll make you feel better. And I, you know, that's one of those things that I need to work on for sure. Because like right now it's like the last two weeks I've just felt crappy and getting up and moving and getting your, you know, exercising will help you feel better. So you don't stay stuck in that cycle. Yes, absolutely. So just keep in mind when you're stressed out and you're working with your spouse or your partner and you're going through those stressful times together to think about some of those things, to help balance, to be there, to talk to them, to support them uh, in any way that you can. And, and just try to mitigate or manage that stress as best as you possibly can. So one of the books that we wanted to tell you to check out this week was a book by George Thompson, a book called Verbal Judo and the gentle art of persuasion is what it's called. But the good thing about it is, is it, it helps you learn what to say, what not to say, how to engage people through empathy. I love it because the title makes it sound like it's a very soft, like mindfulness book. And it's not, it's really it's got some great tactical things about how to communicate your why and how to communicate with other people so that you can get them to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And I, I think it's a must read for any business owner, again, especially if you do sales or if you do client interactions. I mean, we've given that book out to a lot of our team members yep. for that reason, because they have to know how to talk to people and how to talk to people in stressful situations. Right. I listen to it in the car. I'm a big Audible person, as you all know. So you can download it on audible.com. Yeah, so check it out at Audible. You can get a free 30 days on us. Just go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. That's audibletrial.com slash bizmarried to get a free 30 days of Audible. And check out Verbal Judo. It's great. All right, everybody, thanks for listening this week. We'll be back next week with another show. Don't forget, look for us online. You can find us on all the social medias at BizMarried. And uh, check out our Facebook page. Just go to Married with a Business. And remember, everybody, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage. Because we're Married with a Business. Married with a Business.